0: Right now, I'm sitting in a meeting room here in Rio de Janeiro. I have this amazing view over Guanabara Bay. a sea vessels continuously passing by on its way in and out to the field. I have the Sugarloof to the right, and I have Christ on the Corcovado to the left. I have been close to a week here in our office in Rio, and after three years since my last visit, I can only say that it is wonderful to be back here in Rio. Not only is the scenery fantastic and we have a great office, but I have to say it is something quite unique meeting face to face with our great employees again. After many years of digital meetings and COVID, I truly am grateful for these physical meetings in person. Our region in Brazil is our largest region, with more than 1,600 employees. Two offices located in Rio and Macaia, 23 vessels, and close to 40 RVs operating in Brazilian waters. DOF has been in Brazil since early 2000, so we have just had our 20 years anniversary. My name is Mariana Møkster, and I have the pleasure to be your host in DOF Talks. I am sitting here with our commercial director, Elias Abibi, and our HR director, Bruna Turkarski. Welcome to both of you, and thank you for having me here in Rio.
1: Well, Mariana, thank you for coming. It's very good to see you here after so long and sad period of uh, COVID. Thank oh, you, Elias. Three years, my goodness. <laughs> uh, Bom dia a todos. My name is Elias. I'm the commercial director for Dolphin Brazil. It's a pleasure to be here and I hope you enjoy the next minutes of talk.
2: Good. Thank you, Mariani, for visiting us and stay for us for the last week. And it's a pleasure to be here. I'm Bruna Tokarski. I'm responsible for the HR and the crew
0: in the Brazil region. Very good to have both of you here with me. Elias. Um, I think I have to say that you are the architect together with your team, together with Mario, behind all the good vibes that we currently are receiving from the region. As mentioned in the last episode, uh, we have received several substantial contracts over the last months, securing utilization for our vessels, for our employees, and important backlog for the group. So Elias, please please Tell us, what is the secret for our commercial success in Brazil?
1: Well, Marianne, uh, there's no. I believe there's no secret, but uh, our values, uh, uh, the safe, the right way, it's uh, not only the company values, but I believe almost uh, all everybody values here in, uh, in Dove. And uh, if you uh, allow me to choose one, I will choose teamwork. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that I have the best uh, commercial team in the world and it's not only my team that's fantastic the commercial efforts here starts with the everybody that are on board of our fantastic vessels and goes through all the company up to the clients so having these vessels having these uh, advertisement people and uh, working properly correctly everybody knows how we we do jobs and how we perform offshore it's a uh, Makes uh, my job very much easier than uh, than it could be.
0: So, so Elias, you would say that um, the way we perform our everyday work out on our vessel—that is, in a way, a very important selling point to our clients.
1: It's probably the most important uh, selling point. Uh, people, uh, our clients, uh, know what they can uh, expect from us. Mm excellence on operation, excellence on, on, the, on the vessels and, and so on. We have a very strong position in Brazil, a, a very strong name in Brazil, and this is uh, half of the way on, on selling. Mm. Of course, the, uh, the market becomes much better than, uh, well, we passed through a long crisis, unfortunately, but apparently we have an, a turnover and it's becoming much faster and easier to, to employ our vessels and our people.
0: Mm. Uh, can you can you also Elias provide some more context um, on the Brazilian markets we know that we also have a lot of new companies coming up and we also see that the international players they are also growing here in Brazil can you can you say a bit more about that
1: yes uh, Petrobras represents 95 percent of not only our vessels probably our market it's Petrobras and after some time, uh, we have some uh, tr- uh, problems with uh, crisis, uh, l- low oil prices and so on. We see Petrobras and also the other uh, players increasing their activities in Brazil. For the f- next five, six years, we have a huge amount of new uh, projects coming, big projects Pre-Salt area and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, other players being international, the big big ones international, or even some national uh, oil companies that are growing on the mm-hmm. market is very good to see, because we are, we are not depending only on Petrobras, that is the biggest one, but we can we have other options also to to offer our services, to put our good vessels and our good people to to work with. Uh, we are also facing some uh, good opportunities. The final client is Petrobras, but with the f- first-tier players doing big surf projects, big installations, and so on. So it's the final client is Petrobras, but uh, we have a, a direct client, a different direct client, and this is also a, a very good opportunity for for Dauphin Brazil, like uh, our partner Technip with the, the the PLSVs. They are doing some surf jobs that mm. we can uh, we can provide for them for other uh, other first-years uh, mm-hmm. uh, contractors.
0: Yeah. Good. So we, in a way, are working for one client that, again, are working for Petrobas. Exactly. Mm. And, and also, what we had talked a little bit about this week is that we see that the markets are changing a bit. I think earlier, most of the work we did for Petrobas was day rate services, uh, long-term contracts. What we see now is at least some of the new t- contracts we have received – is more services contracts. Uh, It's lump sum contracts um, and a bit bit different type of contracts compared to earlier. Can you you say a bit more about that as well?
1: Yeah, uh, we saw like five, six years ago uh, a movement from Petrobras to uh, try to diversify their type of of contracts moving out from long-term con- charter contracts mm. and service contracts to more service contracts mm. and giving some more flexibility to the the, the the suppliers and vendors on how to operate and how to deliver their reports or the services they want. Mm. We have, for example, the PIDF project that mm. uh, we, fu- we succeed on extending that... Uh, We don't need to know, we don't need to inform Petrobras which vessels will be working there. Of course, they know which vessels will be working there, but it's up to us. Mm. Select the vessels, select the quantity of vessels, going there and planning the the programs, the the campaigns, and so on. And this is one thing that Petrobras is moving, I believe Petrobras is moving for this direction. Mm. And it's very good also because. of course, we have fantastic vessels, but uh, it's good to move a little bit for the engineering part and service part, delivering mm. pro- uh, a finalized product, you know, not only the the way f- of doing that. Mm.
0: Mm. Very good. So, Bruna, we uh, we need to have you included in our conversation as well. Um, to be able to execute all these projects, we need to have skilled and experienced employees. Uh what have changed in recruitment to attend these new contracts?
2: Yeah, Mariani, I will say that considering all these movements in Brazil region, mm. HR needs to be as much as we can close to the commercial and the operational area. Mm. Elias, as soon as Elias and his team receive uh, 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 an opportunity or perceive uh, an opportunity, we need to be engaged on that. Mm. So, in this moment, we have time to organize our strategy. Mm. Last year, not last year, but I think more than last year, we increased a lot our subsea area in Mm. Brazil. And for that, to manage that, we need to increase our recruiters, we need to return our survey and ROV trainee programs, and we could see a lot of success with these students' programs. We already have cadets, marine cadets, mm. and uh, interns in our uh, offices, and we could see that all the time that we need good people, this bank of students are a good solution mm. for us. uh, Elias, he didn't talk about, uh, but one of our main projects in Brazil during the last one year and a half, and now we could re-award, thanks Elias for that, (laughs) is the PIDF project. Mm. And uh, the level of technical requirements and trainings increase a lot for Mm. this type of service, because now it's really service, it's really a lump sum project. So... uh, Certifications like technical certifications like Mm. a Benji or the level of background that we are required to have inside of our vessels increased a lot.
0: So we need more, uh, would you say, it's much more requirements to our employees compared to earlier? It's it's a different type of workforce that we need now compared to earlier days? The services that we are providing are different Mm.
2: and the the level of certifications and requirements are different. Mm. So this means that we need to looking for suppliers that will provide this type of things to us. We need to understand the logistics and the timeline to have these. Of course, we don't have a lot of people in the market Mm. with these type of things. So we need to reinvent ourselves on how we are going to have this knowledge inside of the organization. So it's also a lot to train the people we do yes. have to develop them into yes. this yes. new
0: type of roles,
2: Something totally new. And on the other side, of course, we need to check our vessels. We have 23 vessels and more than a 1,000 employees offshore. And we need to check all the time if we have the better organization in our vessels. So the crew department, the training department, they are talking all the time to guarantee that we are going to have the best people in our vessels. Uh Seems easy, but when you have twenty three vessels and more than a thousand <laughs>
0: employees,
2: it's not so simple. So, because of this, I think we need dedicated people, but more than this, we need a huge organization and committed commitment mm. with
0: our team. Mm. What do you think has changed in the employees' mindset so we can be able to attend these new requirements?
2: Mariani, it's clear for us that we need to change our mindset. The business in Brazil is so dynamic and the clients is demanding different things every day. To be in line with all this movement, we need to improve the communication and share the information with our employees. This year, we bring offshore people to work with us in the offices. Mm. We cascade Mount Hall with our regional achievements and forecast. Mm. And we are building our leadership seminar to put all employees looking to the same direction and in the same page. Mm. Work like an integrated region is something that facilitates this process. Here in Brazil, we know that DOF is a combination of onshore, marine, and subsea services. And after all these years working together, we know and we trust that this is the best way to operate and be a successful company. Mm. Elias, do you
0: have anything to comment on this?
1: I believe this is one of the secrets of uh, the success of DOF in Brazil. Mm. It's one, one DOF. Mm. Uh, we don't think as uh, uh, in a separate ways. We we are all together on the vessels, being on the vessels or in the offices. with the o- one, go mm. in- in- increase our our capacity and become better. Mm. So uh, I believe, I strongly believe, as Mon- as Bruna said, uh, one of the success uh, secret of our success is the one one duff mm.
0: And what I can say from my side is that this is this is very visible. I I see that very clearly here in the region. I see it in uh, Mario's management meetings. I see it when I talk to the finance people. I hear it when I have good conversation with the operational directors. They are caring as much for the ROV part as they do for the marine and charter contract. So it's, it's very obvious to see it, and it's very good to see uh, Bruna, in DOF we strive to secure diversity among our great employees. Um, how do you work to be attractive to both male and female employees? Mariani,
2: we know that we are just in the beginning of this long journey mm. in, in this process, but it's clear for us that a diverse company delivers better results. Mm. So, considering that and aligned with the shaping of for the future strategy, we start to have conversations and put the team on the table. We mm. need to discuss with our leaders and with our employees about this. But we could see that we need to stimulate and create projects. For women inclusion, we start the discussion doing a map on where we are and where we are going to put our focus. Mm. One example is our ROV trainee. One of the classes, one of the groups, we have 100% girls. We could see that we had a low representation in this area. And because of this, we created this program. Now, we are in the process to send the girls to the on-the-job training. Hmm. And we are very trustful that and confident that they will perform very well. Other example is our women's leadership program. In this project, we have a focus to develop the woman leadership skills for sure. This is our main uh, uh, challenge and idea. Mm. But in the moment that we indicate three men to be mentors, we are putting them inside of the discussion. And they will be committed with this change. (laughs) In this project, we will have contact with big companies and will change a lot of experience. And I hope we could have more ideas and add more value to them. Elias, you are one of the mentors.
1: Yeah. How how will that be? Well, uh, a month ago or so, uh, I was passing through Bruna's office. I can't remember why. What was the reason?
0: For why you went by? <laughs> uh, yeah, Bruna's I don't office. have I any mean, no idea. I was flying around the, the, the
1: office and, and, and landed on, on Bruna's office, and she, we were starting to discuss something, and she. She told me about this uh, this project, and uh, well, my my subject was not uh, important anymore, and I was thinking how to participate that, and mm. I was very direct. Bruna, I love it. I, I want to be one of the mentors. Mm. I think it uh, and it's uh, a jealous, uh, a, a selfish uh, a position because uh, it's a v- it will be very interesting, very very interesting, and uh, it will I will learn a lot with this project. Mm.
0: So Elias is going to be a mentor together with uh, Paulo to and, and Melson. So I look very much forward uh, to get an update uh, from this uh, Bruno and uh, Elias. So it's, it's, it's really it's really great to uh, to hear you talking, and um, we are very proud of the work you do on the diversity side. And I would say that we in corporate, we are talking a lot about this. You just mentioned this, Elias, but here in Brazil, we have female captains. We have female offshore managers. Uh, You have to uh, fill me in here, Bruna. Is it more I need to mention? 50% of our onshore workforce is female. Yeah. And you also mentioned that we have separate cadet programs for the ROVs.
2: Yes, on the ROV program, we have a class of 10 girls.
0: So this is very inspiring to hear. Um, And Bruna, how can we learn from this in, in other regions in the company? How can we, in a way, apply your way of thinking in other regions? Oh, so it's
2: like I said, it's a long journey. We are just in the beginning. But if I could give some advice to my colleagues in the other regions, I will say that we need to bring the discussion to the table, Mm. bring good and competent people to talk about the team Mm. and ask ourselves, why not? Mm. Why we don't have more women in in the company or other type of diversity people? Mm. So... We need to engage all our employees, men and women in these discussions. and more than this, we don't need to be, we don't need to be afraid mm. to do things. We need to think out of the box, the box and mm. assume some risks. Mm. So mm. I can say that the world is changing fast, and uh, we, can, we, we couldn't just watch that. Mm. Uh, we need to act and bring the matter to the field
0: of awareness in action.
1: Hmm.
0: It's good words. Um, it's good words, Bruna. I think we have a lot to learn of what you do here in Brazil. Uh, back to you, Elias. Um, as I mentioned in the beginning, you have landed several contracts over the last months. And I know there are more to come. You are finalizing several contracts for the group. And I think it is fair to say that you... Constantly have new tenders coming your way. Could you say something about how you see the future for DOF in Brazil?
1: Um, again, uh, if you look at when we look at the 2022, it was like a very, at least a very challenging year. Yeah, uh, you,
0: you told me that yesterday actually. That when I don't know if it was just before 2022, you, was, you were a bit nervous looking into the year to come
1: yeah when we start and we when we finally start to plan the details for 2022 uh, uh, it's not a, we, we know that but uh, we finally realized that almost half of our fleet uh, contract were ending mm. and it imagine can you imagine uh, we work as you mentioned more than 20 vessels and at least 11 vessels will be with their contract ending Mm. And uh, it was well. How can we, we how can we survive that?
0: How can we solve this challenge? How, yes. How can we solve
1: <laughs> this challenge? It's uh, well. We are, we are facing the COVID. We are facing a lot of things and eleven vessels. But uh, well. Again, as I, as I mentioned, we have a fantastic vessels. We have fantastic offshore team. This is, they sell themselves uh, easily. Mm. So, uh, currently, we already uh, uh, signed five contracts for the big anchor handlers. Mm. We extended the PIDF project for, for more one and a half years, going mm. up to g- January 2014, 2024, and sorry. <laughs>
0: and that is utilizing... Close to three vessels yes, this for will, these 500 days.
1: Yes, we have two vessels, uh, Carla and Home, mm. for the 18 months. And uh, we'll be probably using Skandy Commander for a 12-month period during this project.
0: So, Elias, now you then have more or less all the vessels fixed on long-term contracts. What will you do now?
1: Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I will give the weekend off for my, my guys. <laughs> and, uh, well, to... I'm working on the PIDF project. Uh, I, mm. I'm supporting the, the, the project management team on the on the PIDF project, and uh, I can tell you that uh, uh, I am very dangerous with, uh, when I don't know, don't have anything to do. So I will create something. Let's sell something, because uh, we need to increase. To we need to grow, grow even more. Mm. We need to reinforce our position in Brazil. That it's a, a leading position already, but. Uh, For sure, we will do our best efforts to increase even more DOF and put more vessels down here. And uh, if there's no vessels, we'll put services. And uh, it's not possible to to be quiet. Uh, It's not easy to be quiet uh, having this fantastic company besides us and... uh, well, it, it, I can tell you that DOF opens doors, and uh, it's what, what commercial people uh, need. They need the doors open to start talking and try to see what our clients need. And, and so.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 100% sure that you, Elias, together with Mario and the rest of the team, will continue opening doors here in, here in Brazil. Um, thank you, Elias. Thank you, Bruna, for a great conversation and for participating in our podcast, DOF Talks. Thank you to Guselle as well for arranging this in such a good way. You have given us so good insight about all the good work you do here in Brazil. And I am so glad that we can share this with the rest of our group. As we have heard from Elias and Bruna, the future for DOF in Brazil looks very promising. The activity is high. The backlog is increasing month by month. And after being here a week, I am very sure that we have the right team in place. I've heard several times during this week that the employees, they're emphasizing that they are very proud of working in DOF. And I have to say, I am incredibly proud of the team we have here and what they are achieving. We notice and experience that there is a culture in the region for continuous learning and development, and they are always innovating to deliver better services to our clients. I would say that the value of teamwork runs extremely strong throughout the entire organization. They are looking after each other, they are caring for each other, and they really want the best for each other. So, to all my Brazilian colleagues and friends, obrigada e espero ver vocês novamente.